last week, we introduced you to Henry Gentry, who ran the country's largest traveling circus from a home base in Bloomington a century ago, and Bernadette Pace, who midwifed a new generation of performers from her backyard trapeze starting in the 1980s. Today, Aubrey Cedar explores how those second-wave performers have parlayed their time under the big top into a unique opportunity for growth for folks back home, because running away with a circus is hard. So we would perform three shows a day, and then tear down, and then drive overnight, and then barely get any sleep, and, and set up again, and three shows, and tear down, and drive. And Juliana Burrell spent five years on the road, performing with the Gentry Brothers Circus, the Royal Hannaford Circus, Circus America, and Circo Martín España. She would perform a variety of acts with each show. One day in 1996, though, after weeks on tour with a circus that kept putting her in harm's way, she came to the end of her rope. It was quite an eye-opener. And then after two weeks, when we were having to perform in like really bad weather and not wearing costumes, wearing bathing suits instead, mm -hmm. and people were kind of kicking me off the pedestal to go when there was like lightning, I was like, okay, I'm out of here. I, I can't do this anymore. As it turns out, running away with the circus isn't all fun and games. Well, you, yeah. you toured for how many years, you and Clint, on the road? Mm, five. Yeah. Well, like five mostly solid years, yeah. Yeah. That was very stressful. So I think they're kind of... Janet French and her daughter, Hannah Bobzine, both toured as circus performers. Hannah and Clint loved the circus and wanted to continue to perform. But they also needed to find a way to make a living that didn't involve being on the road all the time. They had been teaching in the various circus arts since they were teenagers, Hannah since she was 14. So they moved back to Bloomington and in May of 2015, opened their own school. About a 25 minute drive southeast from the center of Bloomington, Stage Flight Circus Arts sits on a wooded hillside above Lake Monroe. Converted from a pole barn, the studio space is organized to accommodate a dazzling array of equipment. Even the ceiling is rigged. Nine aerial silks, two aerial hoops, a Chinese pole, and a triple trapeze. Hannah and Clint live in the tiny attached living quarters. Have you thought about a career in the Marines? <laughs> Today, Clint and Hannah are teaching a class for advanced teens. The four students, all high school-aged girls, all come in together giggling and talking about their days. They'll be here for two and a half hours. How long have these guys been training with you guys? About a year and a half. They started like last May, I think, June or May. Like at first they learned their own um, discipline. So they all chose different things. So that was aerial hoop. Somebody did um, single point, single trapeze, and she did aerial silk. And actually, Annika has an aerial, aerial silks and aerial hoop. Both involve a combination of acrobatics and dancing, while suspended sometimes 20 feet in the air. And then we created a four-person triple trapeze act on this thing here. Uh, and they just did a fabulous job at our last show. I'm so impressed. So we're keeping that one in our back pocket. We're going to perform that more, <laughs> for sure. And now we're training for the next show, and they, we have a duo Chinese pole act. 
and a duo um, loop act with two groups. So they're getting a, a big round of experience year. Yeah, in this year and a half. Chinese pole is an acrobatic discipline where performers use a vertical pole, usually around 10 feet long, to support various acrobatic tricks. They can climb the pole, spin around it, lean out, and sometimes pick up fellow performers. It takes a great amount of strength and balance to perform. Class starts with nearly 20 minutes of warm-ups and stretches. Hannah calls out each exercise and Clint goes around to each of the girls to give them adjustments and assistance. It's very important that bad habits don't get formed, even this early in practice. After warm-ups, they move on through easier but essential foundation tricks, like holding handstands. So they've worked up to 45 second. I mean, they can do longer, but they do a 45 second and then a 30 second handstand. And then tricks in handstands. Back against the mat. What? Well, we can go lower than that. You can go lower than that. Hannah and Clint's student Maya is mastering a headstand trick. She stands on her head and moves her legs from an elongated position pointed straight at the ceiling to a position where both feet are sticking out to the sides. She's practicing this to master the immense control she needs in her core to go from one position to another. And then it's flying forward rolls. As you can imagine, there is a lot of falling and a lot of failing involved in all of this. One student, Grace, hits herself in the face with a mat every time she vaults to do a flying front roll. But I noticed that each time she lifts her face off the mat, she's smiling and laughing. So how many times would you say that you fall in any given practice? Oh dear. <laughs> Me personally? I have a talent for falling, <laughs> so upwards of 50 probably. Yeah. I've kicked just about everything in the gym. <laughs> so how do you, like when you fall so often and you're trying to get something, like how do you keep from getting frustrated and just like giving up on it? <laughs> Clint says to succeed you have to fail over and over again. And we have someone who says, one of our other students says, the first 100 times don't matter. <laughs> so the. The vibe in here is really positive, so if you mess up, it's just like, oh well, try again next time. <laughs> These days, Hannah and Clint have exchanged death-defying feats in the big top for breakthroughs in the studio. There's a certain level of fear you have to manage in the circus arts, Clint explains, whether you're a seasoned performer under the big top or just a beginning gymnast in the studio. So a lot of that can be scary, learning backflips on a trampoline, front flips on a trampoline. And all of our advanced students went through that. You know, they came in not knowing how to do anything, you know, and, and I, they had to learn how to do these flips on their own. Clint remembers one student who was not sure of herself at first. Um, the first time she ever landed a front flip on her feet on the trampoline, her mom had come early to the end of practice. And, um, and she didn't even know that she was there, and her mom came in the building right as she did that flip, and she actually saw her complete the first flip on her own, and it was just this huge moment, big breakthrough for her. And um, 
you know, everyone's like high-fiving and giving each other hugs and everything like that, and her mom teared up a little bit, so it was, uh, it was a really great experience. Bringing the Big Top back home. You're listening to a story by producer Aubrey Cedar. I'm Yael Cassander, and this is Cafe Indiana. In opening stage flight, Hannah and Clint Bobzine joined a robust crew of circus arts veterans and enthusiasts who had already set up shop in Bloomington. You know, I went off with the circus and then came back and decided to get um, certified in art education so I can get a real job. So Juliana decided to teach aerial arts, aerial silks, and aerial hoop. She had been training and performing in various circus arts since 1990. But setting up a business was new for her. That's the biggest frustration as an artist is like I, you know, do the art part really well, but if you can't do the business part, your art isn't going to go very far. Um, But with aerial arts, I found that I'm able to um, experience the pleasure of creating and being involved with people, creating together and learning and still being able to make a living. I think being an entrepreneur is one of those daily challenges. You get there and you go, wait, how did this happen? I'm an entrepreneur now? Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) Oh no. What was I thinking? Um, But after a certain amount of time, I can't imagine doing anything else. Paula Chambers calls herself the fearless ringleader of the Hudsucker Posse a hula hoop performance troupe that has become a beloved part of Bloomington culture. They perform yearly at the Lotus World Music and Arts Festival, at the Bloomington Pride Festival, and they hold bi-weekly jam sessions around town. So how did you get started hooping? In October of 2008, I was at the Lotus Festival, and I saw this wonderful marching band called March 4th. They're out of Mm -hmm. Portland, and they had hoop girls and stilt walkers, and they had stripy tights and crinolines, and I took one look at that and said, that will be mine. I want to do that. Mm -hmm. But there weren't hoops anywhere in Bloomington, so my friend Evangeline engineered them, figured out how to make adult-sized hula hoops, because little hoops don't work, and we started hooping, and it took off like crazy, and the community really got behind it, and before you knew it, we had dozens and dozens of people coming out to the park to jam with us. Building on that collective enthusiasm, Chambers decided to professionalize her efforts. In 2015, with her business partner, Poppy Tsunami, Chambers created Flow Motion Events. So we cover all the hoop arts, whether it's single hoop, double hoop, minis, um, multiples up to six hoops. We have an instructor Mm -hmm. who juggles hoops. Flow Motion also teaches and performs the Polynesian string-spinning art known as poi. They also perform a martial art that uses a prop called a staff. Flow Motion Events performs regularly in Bloomington. They have a troupe of circus artists available for hire for special events. The company has also hosted a conference that attracts circus artists from around the country for workshops and performances. Instead of viewing one another as rivals, the circus arts studio owners, many of whom are women, acknowledge the presence of a strong, supportive community of entrepreneurs. 
I feel like we all support each other and hold each other up. I, it makes me so happy that a town of this size can support such a large and thriving and diverse circus community. And I love it when we have a chance to collaborate on things. Laura Pence owns Areology, where she teaches aerial yoga. And we're able to go to one another and say, I am beating my head up against the wall with my taxes or... Paula Chambers. How do you get clients? How do you retain clients? What are, what are you doing? It, it provides us with a resource network to not only to have friends that know what you're going through, but to um, have practical advice on a day-to-day -day basis. Paula Chambers, Juliana Burrell, and Hannah and Clint Bobzine train students who might indeed run off with the circus. But the circus arts also seem to be offering different opportunities for growth, none of which involve barkers, clowns, or elephants. The Bloomington Acro Yoga scene teaches a combination of yoga and acrobatics. At Wild Orchid, you can learn pole dancing and aerial arts for fitness. Aerial yoga is yet another hybrid art combining the circus arts and fitness, as Laura Pence explains. Aerial yoga is a little less intimidating than aerial silks because you don't need to climb up high into the air. Pence learned the art at the now defunct company called Flight Club. And eventually Flight Club dissolved and the owners, as you do, run away with the circus. And one <laughs> ended up in Florida and one in Texas and one in California. And they were so incredibly generous that they gifted us a large portion of their equipment and said, keep it going, don't let it die. Uh, so uh, co-owner Amy Polk and I started Aereology. Trained in power yoga, Laura came up with her own curriculum that takes yoga off the ground. We will have an aerial hammock, so there's a fabric hammock or a knot tied on the silk to create a little hammock for you to rest in. So we try to translate a flowing yoga practice into uh, the aerial practice so that you can really enhance some of the poses and get a lot more out of it than you would on the ground. The particular challenges of aerial yoga, among the other circus arts, are giving students the opportunity to change the way they think about themselves, Pence finds. I think women are sometimes afraid to be strong. I know that so many young women have come to us dealing with things like eating disorders and body dysmorphia. Training in the circus arts, Pence suggests, builds body confidence in a unique way people's faces light up when they realize they can hang upside down the first time they come to a class. And it's just fantastic to guide people along that path to being stronger. It has changed the way that they look at themselves because they're not judging themselves based as much on their appearance as what they can do with their arms and legs. It's not about a thigh gap. Yeah. <laughs> it's about a straight-legged inversion. Right. Paula Chambers encourages each student to make their chosen circus art their own and to have respect for their bodies rather than wishing they looked different. And what I teach in all of my classes is that you're absolutely perfect exactly the way you are. This is the way your body is today. You may have goals. You may want it to look different, but if you can accept yourself right from where you are, that's a really empowering, um, forceful place to be. 
and younger women are not the only beneficiaries. My son is 14 and he is completely in love with silks. I have seen um, several of our um, trans men members in particular and our gay and lesbian members become more confident in their bodies and in their chosen gender bodies. For women in particular, Chambers suggests that the circus arts are offering a chance to bust up the age-old stigma that once you hit a certain age, you can't be strong, bold, and enjoy your own body. Certainly the demographic that is uh, present in most of my classes mm -hmm. are absolutely 30, I'd say mid-30 to uh, mid-50s. And that is the demographic that is driving hoop dance right they now. They want to be back in their bodies and they're tired of sitting in an office chair or driving the kids to school and they are ready to step back into their own personal power. Last year, a woman came to us for her 65th birthday with her daughter and said, you know what? I want to cross this off my bucket list. I've always wanted to do this. I'm 65 today. Let's do this. <laughs> Bernadette is 71 now. That's Bernadette Pace, the trapeze artist who came to Bloomington in 1983 with a high-flying trapeze, and who is widely credited with spawning this new generation of circus performers turned entrepreneurs. Oh, and she is actually 73 years old. And she is on the flying trapeze every weekend. Her splits on the silks are better than my splits on the silks. So you're never too old. And it's really nice to be able to open your own pickle jars. Ever since the 1880s, when Henry Gentry took off as a teenager with a traveling dog and pony show, people in Bloomington have run off with the circus. The renaissance of the circus arts in town seems to belong to a different narrative, though. People are hooping and flying on the trapeze to feel better in their bodies, to accept themselves, to become empowered. The circus itself, with the tightrope, the lion tamer, and the freak show, may seem like a quaint or archaic form of entertainment these days. But there's something about this particular brand of live performance that has an enduring appeal, Juliana asserts. They're performing and they're actually singing or talking in front of you and you're like holding your breath, like, are they gonna mess up? Or am I gonna really be into it? Did they take me away into this other world? You know, and so when you're watching something as a group, I think there's an energy there that you cannot get at home. For Cafe Indiana, I'm Aubrey Cedar.